the sunshine on the water so fine See the waves fall Don't you know the wind's offshore? Don't you think it's time to raise a toast To the crafty beers of the Sunshine Coast? Yeah, crafty beers Hello, Porter Purists, Sour Saddest and Double IPA Drinkers and welcome to In Pursuit of Hoppiness. The episode you're about to hear was the second interview I recorded for this session. It's with Craig Masterton, the founder-owner and better-looking brother of Heads of Noosa. But there's a third voice in it too. That is the dulcet tones of Sunshine Brewery brew administrator Daryl Cook. Daryl and Craig, you see, they're great mates. So Daryl stayed around while I yapped on with Craig. She's got a few interesting things to say too. This was the first time I'd met Craig, and to be frank, this chat really went some places. Let me know what you think, will you? Here's me and Craig Masterton with a bubble or two of wisdom from Daryl Cook, and we are all in pursuit of happiness. Your beer precedes you. The Japanese lager has really made a name for itself across Australia, hasn't it? It is, it is one of the big craft beers of Australia. Certainly South East Queensland, yeah, at the moment. Definitely aspirations to go a lot further. And is that because you're producing as much of it as you can, so that's the limitations? Beer's a really touchy-feely sort of industry, mm-hmm. and I think we've been very cautious not to spread ourselves too thin, mm-hmm. make sure the areas that we do cover we service properly. Mm-hmm. So for us to go into another state or something, it's quite a big move. It's probably a few people on the ground, you know, vehicles and management of such and events and all that sort of stuff that has to tie into selling that product. So, yeah, certainly at, at a time we're, we're keen to branch out a bit further. But to give you an idea, I think still about 70% of our volume still goes on the Sunshine Coast. Yes. And the other 30 is Brisbane. Not too much goes further than that. There's okay. The odd, there's the odd carton that goes to Melbourne or Sydney or even WA or somewhere crazy. I think we've had... Uh, was our furthest one, probably somewhere in the Northern Territory. It was pretty remote. We're right. Like, oh, how'd they hear about us? So maybe I'm influenced by listening a lot to uh, Matt Kierkegaard, who has a podcast called uh, Brews News and also Beer as a Conversation. Whilst he purports to be totally unbiased, and I really love his podcast, it's a journalistic theme. He certainly has some favourites he leans on. And because he's Brisbane-based, I suppose your Japanese lager is one of those. That gets a mention pretty regularly in his podcasts. And that's maybe where I've got this idea from that is this well-known beer maybe the best-known beer produced on the Sunshine Coast, possibly. Possibly. Look, Kierkegaard, he's a, he's a top bloke, um, massive fan. I think he's actually, uh, his favourite product of ours is actually a 3.5. Uh-huh, which yeah. is the lager. They're all lagers. So yes. something interesting about us, a bit of a point of difference to other brewers out there. Is yep. We focus on doing lager styles. So mm-hmm. our core range is basically four different lagers. Most right. people sort of have a lager, pale ale, IPA, XPA, stout, porter, something like that. Yeah. Was all ours. While they're different styles and quite different, they're all lagers. Mm-hmm. So what have you got? You've got the, the Japanese style, Japanese style lager. We've got the lager three point five. Yes. We've got an amber lager. Yes. Which is American style amber lager. Uh huh. We also brew a pilsner. Right. Which is a lager. Is it? Yeah. Why is it called a pilsner? Well, it's. I mean, a pilsner is just the style of a lager. So gotcha. it comes down to the yeast that you use. Okay. So an ale will use a top fermenting yeast, which works at a little bit of hot, warmer temperature. Mm-hmm. Lager yeast is works down at 
a lower temperature, you know, anywhere from 10 to 14 degrees usually. So just that difference in temperature just gives you a different sort of yeast profile. So one of the first fun facts I learned about beer was that Forex bitter wasn't a bitter, it was a lager, but they call it a bitter and I got very confused about that. And What is the difference between a lager and, and say, a, a pale ale? In in technical sense, it's a yeast strain. Yeah. Um, okay. In If you're tasting it, the pale ale, generally they'll have more, more hops in them, although there's new age, new world lagers now where people are adding hops to lagers and mm-hmm. so you get a nice light body but with that those fruitier characteristics. We tend to not use hops too heavily. We our, our beers tend to be sort of more malt-driven. So our, our hoppiest beer, honestly, is probably our amber lager, which is probably not, not that hoppy still, delicious. but still malt-forward. Yeah. <laughs> but, but delicious. Yeah, it's, it's probably my favourite um, at certain times. They all are. Like a, mm-hmm. the mid-strength's great. Japanese style's just, you know, easy to go to in the afternoon. The amber's just got a little bit more flavour to it. The pills are somewhere in between. My my wife, Gina, is, uh, I reckon, a, a pretty right-in-the-middle beer-drinking uh, woman of, of that age, of, of our age, and that is she loves a cold beer and a warm afternoon, one of her most joyful things. But, you know, she'll quickly go to maybe a red wine when the sun sets. And she doesn't like a lot of beer because she says it bloats her. One of the things she doesn't say, one of the things she says about the Japanese lager is it doesn't do that. And I'm reading stuff and I get, is it done on rice and not it's, barley and wheat? And Yeah. Well, still what's pre- the difference? Well, it's still predominantly barley, mm-hmm. um, but we use a portion of rice in there. Mm-hmm. And that hence why we call it Japanese style lager. Mm-hmm. Um, anecdotally, I've heard that a few times from, from women, I couldn't, prove it on paper, but I think probably a big part to that is that we filter our beers as well. Mm-hmm. So that just pulls all the yeast out, and that could possibly uh-huh. lead to bloating, I guess. Okay. I don't, I don't really bloat too much. So I could, oh, well, I personally. I'm bloated as it is. But oh, I, constantly. So. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, let's put your money where your mouth is. Well, I brought, um, actually, because I was driving today, Maddie Kierkegaard's favourite. Ah, Oh, and another big thing about Heads of Noosa as you pull a beer from your esky is that you're in bottles, yes. which is a real rarity for uh, independent brewers. Well, you, uh, you, so, so you're an expert. The expert here, I'll use my teeth. It's on my house key. You can do that, can't you? I, I can if you out. can't. Yeah. Now, oh, just while we're doing that, Daryl is still with us from Sunshine Brewery. Why don't bottles have twist tops? Because encouraging you to open the bottle properly uh-huh. and drink from a glass. right <laughs> Yeah. Look um, at that. Yeah, look, we, we sort of, at, at the time, it was a, when, when we ordered our bottling machine, it was kind of at a time when most people were moving yep. to cans. Yep. And it was a real topic of discussion for us. Do we do that? And with the styles of beers and the more traditional Gee, that sounds good. sort of brewing methods that we want to use in the lager styles, we just felt that the bottles were a better fit for us uh-huh. on the twist top thing yeah we we have used them for our hop seltzer product a couple of times in the past yep. but i don't know there's something about prying one off that uh, as daryl just said there really is isn't there you yeah. know something special isn't something it? cool about it so you gotta make that little bit of an effort yeah yeah and i mean you can do it with anything i just did it with my key yeah he, <laughs> he just did it with his belly button actually but uh anyway <laughs> he says it's his key fair enough if you call your belly button your key that's fine by me <laughs> pour yourself one so we can say cheers and get stuck into this right absolutely beautiful cheers daryl Thank you. Lovely to have you here. This is a lovely real – this is a catch-up. I feel very privileged about this. Cans versus bottles. Just let's stick to that for one little second. 
Why aren't more people doing bottles? Is cans easy because they're lighter? There's uh, there's a lot to like about cans. Yeah. Yeah. Believe they're probably slightly cheaper to buy. They pack better. They weigh less. Yeah. You, know, you can get a hundred cases on a pallet instead of seventy eight. Yes. So there's, there's a lot to like about it. I think, you know, they're good for camping and sports activities and that. There's a lot of things that we kind of don't get a look at just because of the, the bottles, the glass. Yep. yep. But, yeah, I think with, with the bottle, it's in our sort of market coming from lagers, they sort of are more attuned to drinking out of glass. Mm-hmm. So one day we'd love to can as well. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, we had to sort of pick one. There is part of this industry of small independent brewers is this off-site mobile cannery that can come to you can a mobile bottle facility come to you as well i believe there was someone getting around doing that and i haven't heard much more about it but so you in fact have your own we've got our own um, bottling, bo- line. Yeah. bottling line yeah and are the numbers good how much can you spit out if it's running at full speed it, it'll do about 4700 bottles an hour okay 330 mil yes but yeah nature of packaging is something generally always Always goes wrong. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> it, it, and you, you have stoppages and things like that. They're set up and cleaned down as well. So if you look at a eight or 10-hour shift, it's it's not running 4,700 every hour of that. One of the things I've noticed about this beer we're drinking, which is the Heads of Noosa Lager 3.5, is how beautifully clean it is. It, it's a refreshing beer. Yeah, well, that's, that's the nature of a lager. And this is very, very similar to... Our Japanese style in a lot of ways. Yeah, we use the same yeast strain, same similar sort of fermentation profile. The difference between it, obviously, percentage in in alcohol, mm-hmm. but the three point five is an all malt recipe, uh-huh. and we've gone that way to actually. Our goal with this was to make it taste like a full strength mm. lager. You've succeeded. I think we've done pretty well. Yeah, don't mind saying so much. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. Yeah, and the Japanese is kind of a little bit, a little bit bigger than this, but. Being that there's that rice component in there, yeah, it kind of makes it a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. So this one's wearing big shoes. Yes. And you can uh-huh. say the Japanese lager's a little bit more petite okay. in a way. Okay. When I go onto your website, it certainly is a, a, a thing of beauty, and you make sure that we know that you're in Noosa. Well, the name is, is Heads of Noosa as well. And you make it clear that you're keen on not stuffing up the environment as well. How important was that for you when you got started? Yeah, well, look, we had to um, we had to dig up some dirt to put the concrete down. And, yep. You know, so that's I don't I don't think you can consume in this world without some sort of detriment. But going on from there, I mean, we we utilise best practice in in brewing, such as energy recapture. Yep. On a couple of locations, so when we boil, we've actually got a steam condenser. Yes. Which actually, instead of um, you know, when you drive past the breweries in Brisbane and whatnot, you smell when they're brewing, and that kind of mitigates some odour for us as well. Uh-huh. And it also allows us to make some hot water from that steam. Right. So recapturing that heat. And then also at the end of brewing and you've got your whirlpool stage, which is your final step, uh-huh. we need to cool that down. And what we use to cool that down is cold water, which we actually turn into hot water. So that hot water goes straight back into our hot liquor tank. Oh. And we can use that for the next brew or sterilising right. or cleaning or anything around the brewery. And that will be cost efficient too. It's absolutely, yeah. And it's it's kind of probably pretty standard, that sort of thing. But, um, you know, if that's that's the beauty of a single stage heat exchanger. If you use a double stage heat exchanger, you actually get water back that's a lot cooler and mm-hmm. not, not so usable. So right. that was a decision to go that way for that process. Right. We've also got 99 kilowatt of solar 
on the roof, which I think is about 304 panels. It's big. There'd be a photo of that on the website. Yeah, there was. Yeah, big. That's a lot. Yeah. And it's a big expense. Yeah, but it, it also um, has a not-too-bad pay, payback period. Right, no. And the other thing which was a side to see, which I believe was a Sunshine Coast Council initiative, was that Aspire. Are you up to date with that, Daryl? No. It's kind of like a bit of a marketplace for things that would otherwise be waste with businesses. Oh, yes, yes, I am. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, I, yes. I'd, uh, when I first saw the email, I was like, what was that again? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's kind of like a marketplace. So, I mean, we, we use a lot of malt sacks. Now, we were giving them to um, Plastic Free Noosa who do beach cleanups and whatnot, but they only use, you know, a fraction of what we kind of use. So yep. soon enough we'll list them on there and people can come and pick them up and do whatever they want with them. You know, they, they're quite a handy little bag to have if you've got a use for them. Right. So things like that, I think um, definitely that's that's a great little platform that we'll be looking more at to utilise. On your website you talk about being a family business as well. Just tell me about that. Yeah, so actually our, our parents own the freehold and, and building there. Yeah. And Lance and I are obviously brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he and I are behind the business and sort of everything inside the building. Who's eldest? He is, Lance, yeah. Is he the boss? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. No, Lance, if you're listening, hello. Yeah. <laughs> no, we get, on, we get on well. It's great. You know, it's, um, I think it's always a risk going into business with anyone that it's ours, but Honestly, couldn't uh, imagine doing it with anyone else. And Lance uh, is on the brewery side of things? Yeah, so he's actually our head brewer. He sort of, he's developed all these recipes. Mm-hmm. I sit there and taste them and criticise them. You know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. So where did this start? So your mum and dad have got the freehold and the building. You're running the show. Lance is the head brewer. Where does this start? How does a family start a brewery? Yeah, well, it's Lance and I, we, we actually both used to trade the stock market in a previous life. and So that was your background? Yeah, I'd, I'd sort of done that from uh, about 2003, almost full-time, not long after that. Lance was interested and had a bit of a loose end at the time and around 2008, I think, and said, mate, show me what you're doing. I'm keen to have a look. So cool. what, you'd left school. What did you, did you both do things when you left school? I went to uni for one year and sort of fell into trading at the same time. Yep. Ended up ditching uni to pursue trading. Goodness gracious me. Yeah, but then when... when we were sort of trading together. I used to go over his side of town and we set up the same office so we could sort of speak to each other and that and watch the markets through the day. And where was that? Uh, Chermside West. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, after work, you know, after day, we'd have a beer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'd just talk about the day and whatever else. What would you have? Well, that was the thing. And, and around that time, that 2008, 9, 10 sort of period, there were all these new beers coming on the scene. We're like, how cool is this? Mm-hmm. You know, we were just, you know, we've grown up with Forex and... yeah. VB and... Yeah, and power's better. Yeah, all the other stuff. So, yeah, it was just interesting for us and just to see that that scene evolving. And then, yeah, I think it was 2009, we went to... Actually, a bloke called Costa Nikias ran these... How to open a craft brewery thing. And we flew down to Sydney and did that. And soon after that, we are like, this seems really cool. And it seemed like a good industry too where, you know, you meet people like such as Daryl here and very open and sharing industry. I don't think there'd be much else like it where no. you could rock up at your competitor's place, yes. so to speak, Yep, and share a beer and, you know, t- sort of show them what you're up to. Yeah. So it was really cool like that. And obviously, yeah, it seemed like there was growth in it as well at that time. So, yeah, shook on it, said let's do it. And then we were tie kickers for ages. I think um, the guys from Sonawood used to joke. They said, oh, you guys got a brewery yet? Every time they'd see us at these conferences and they go, what are you guys allergic to stainless steel or something? <laughs> 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 but 
Well, the approach we took was we, we wanted to get it. What we heard from a lot of other people, set up bigger than you think because otherwise, ah. you know, you, you're looking at setting up a new premises or upgrading too soon. They said, just give yourself some room to grow. And it totally made sense to us. And the way our business model went was we were more focused on production and wholesale side of things. Yep. So with that, you obviously need that scale anyway. And to go into it's quite a big investment as well. So we really just wanted to make sure that we got that right and we're happy. Like I would have loved to have been in the market 2010, but we wouldn't have had a clue what we're up to. A beer would have been terrible and, uh, you know, we'd probably probably be out of business by now. So, so having that time being nine or ten years really allowed us to sort of plan that out. And even then we had a fair idea where the future tanks were going to go before we even needed them and how we'd grow this bit and how we'd grow that and what we'd plug in here. And So was your brother Lance... Brewing beer in the in the garage in the meantime? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we built this little pilot kit and we've still got it in the brewery today, still use it. And yeah, we just started brewing. So I think we started with pale ales. We, we always knew in Queensland we wanted a strong lager. You know, we just thought it's the climate for it. We need a good lager. Yeah. And then it evolved. We learned so much about the lager style, had a lot of help from a German brewmaster. And we just thought, wow, this is, it's not an easy beer to brew. So we thought it's almost, for us, it's a point of difference to focus on lagers. And also, too, we can leverage all this awesome knowledge we've gained, be able to expand into other Yeah. Products. Who was the German brewmaster? His name's Eberhard. He um, sadly passed away. Mm-hmm. So I still get a bit oh, touchy about that one. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, cheers to Eberhard. Yeah. yeah, that's lovely. That's really lovely. Let's ask you about moving from Chermside West. Not that Chermside West is not comparable to the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure that it is. But what made you move to the Sunshine Coast from uh, Chermside West? Uh, well, that's actually where Lance was living at Chermside West. I was over the west side living with some friends at the time. That was good fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it was just that, I mean, we always used to holiday up here as well. So it was just made sense. We always had an affinity with the place. And, yeah, just thought, what a great opportunity. We can set up up there, live up there, and here we are. Your mum and dad, where are they? They actually live at Alex Heads. Right. Yeah, they moved up uh, about 20 years ago. Right. It, Sunshine Coast is a pretty magnetic place, isn't it? It is, yeah. mate, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. you could have chosen anywhere on the coast. You could have chosen anywhere in Australia, let's face it, or anywhere in Queensland. Um, you know, was Gold Coast a, 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 a place you thought about? Was Brisbane a place you thought about? Why did you choose the sunny coast? Brisbane definitely was. Um, Gold Coast didn't even really come up, I don't think, probably because we never used to holiday down there. Yeah. And we were sort of more familiar with, with the Sunshine Coast. So. And why do you reckon you holidayed on the sunny coast? Oh, back a couple of years ago, it was probably less busy as well anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just beautiful and not as not as densely populated. It, it, you don't really. have to go far to find absolute natural beauty on the Sunshine Coast, do yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. And even the backdrop of some of the beaches. For example, Noosa National Park, my goodness. Uh, the pandanus there is magnificent, aren't That's they? That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so when did you move? So when did you open? You So, so you're fairly fresh, really. Yeah. we. I think we're about three and a half now. Right. We, our official opening was February 20, 2019. Okay. Let's not deny this. You're in a privileged position whereby you can say, let's go big straight away because... Not a lot of people can do that. They're probably trying to get together as much as they can, and and yet you were fortunate enough uh, because of your share trading, I imagine, that you could uh, go big straight away. Is that right? Yeah, and and look, I, I think um, we knew those first few years were going to be tough because mm-hmm. yeah, it's expensive to set up, it's expensive to run, and without the scale, it's not viable. Mm-hmm. So, but we just were fixated on the bigger picture and just thought we're in this for the long haul. Let's let's do it properly. That forward planning, what eight or nine years of it, did it 
come to fruition? Has what you set out actually occurred? We'd love to be selling more leaders, but I, I think everyone would. Yep. <laughs> what are you doing? Look, last year we we did about seven hundred fifty thousand. Right. This year we we're yeah, we'll see. Probably um, we'll do over a million, but just wow, not, not too sure exactly where we'll land yet. Okay. We've got the silly season ahead. That's as big as we get on the coast, really, isn't it? I guess uh, your yeah. mates would be up there. Your mates would be up there somewhere. I guess Moffat Beach would be there because of their big expansion. Um, not sure it's if possibly it, if... not yet. Okay. Soon though. Okay. Got, yeah, they've got a lovely brewery there that they can um, go after a few more wholesale opportunities. Right. Now. And Brouhaha have gone big at Aurora. Yeah, they've gone a lot bigger. But, gee, there's that million marks. So the podcast I've been doing, once again, I don't focus on literage and things like that, but it does crop up. I think the only time a million's been mentioned is with your mates at this stage, and they're expanding again. Yeah. Do you aspire to get bigger and bigger? Is there room at your site to get bigger? Yeah, look, it seems to get tighter every day. <laughs> Hence Daryl's mezzanine. Yeah, I think that, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Handy, you, you value every little bit of space that you can get. Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we've got... Uh, we, we've actually added more tanks in the last year and a bit, I think. So the inside's kind of pretty pretty full now. There'll be a couple other bits of equipment that we plug in there in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next stage of expansion, we've got a bit of room out the back of the building, which we can put some bigger tanks again, external. Did you go into the uh, this is a destination to come straight away, i.e. bit of food going on from the very beginning? Yeah, yeah, we've got the, the tap room there on site mm-hmm. and it's – well, you know, very important part of our business, yeah, but, but occupies about 10% of the floor space. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we, we um, have a kitchen in there as well. I think the, the chefs there do an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, we often get good feedback on the food and the beer. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't see us as one of those breweries that will go around opening up other hospitality venues or anything like right. that. It's kind of – Lance and I just aren't really into that side of things. Okay. No, you're into making good beer. Yeah, just we just keep it one thing good. <laughs> yeah, we just like Doing to well. focus on that, on that beer and production and wholesale side of things. Is What's your right? favourite item on the menu? Beef tacos go pretty good. <laughs> we got a smoker, so we, oh right, they smoke the beef and right. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds special. good. Sounds very good indeed. The community of Noosa is certainly a well-known place uh, internationally. Despite it being busy, we all mentioned this, we're all Sunshine Coasters now for a long time. We all love the place, but we do see it bursting at the seams during holidays and things like that. So despite all these tourists flocking into Noosa, there is a real community feel about Noosa, isn't there? Mm. Has Noosa accepted you as part of that community? Yeah, I think so, absolutely. Um, But it is a tight-knit community. Yep. And the you know the first year everyone's sort of like who are these guys yeah <laughs> you know but once you um, once they get to know you and you do a few things in the community mm-hmm. um, they get to realise who you are and yep. you know that you're you're not an evil evil man from Brisbane that's moved up to take over Noosa yeah so yeah we try to be part of the community we support the sports clubs often donating things to good causes what are, you know things yep. that pop up now working with charities like Sunshine Butterflies I know Daryl's close mm-hmm. with those guys they're great aren't they yeah they are yeah I think you know. Well, I think we you'd say they've accepted us. And who do you see coming into your tap room? Uh, good question. Well, the staff at about 5 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many staff you got? Uh, I think it would be around 40 now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's casuals and yeah, part, of course. full time. Yep. That's um, still big. Yeah, but we in the tap room we get a lot of a lot of local. I mean, the guys next door from Marcus they pop over for a knockoff. We get yeah, got uh, actually a lot of lot of little groups from other local businesses. See the guys from Padres in there, Rick's Bakery. You know, they'll sort of pop in 
as a crew and have a few beers. Do you see a few families in there? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. We don't have a massive sort of area for kids to play or anything like that. Uh-huh. But yeah, kids are more than welcome. Dogs are welcome too on the on the front deck there. Yep. And we'll put out a little, little dog bowl for them. And yeah. Sometimes we've got some treats behind the counter for them. Right. And so what about the future for Heads of Noosa? Just keep doing what we're doing. I think keep it simple. Focus on just sort of growing into those other markets, you know, furthering what we're doing on the Sunshine Coast, yep. Brisbane, Gold Coast, and then looking at other markets down the coast. Mm-hmm. And I noticed too that salsa's becoming on the scene a bit now lately as well. Do you plan on moving out into other beverages than beer? Uh, I'd never rule it out. I mean, we have got our Hop Valley Hop Seltzer. Ah. So that's a non-alcoholic that we do. Yep. So think of it kind of like a tea with hops. Yeah, right. So yeah, totally zero on everything, lab tested. So zero sugar, carbs, calories, fat, everything. Mm-hmm. Pretty refreshing. We drink around the office, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> all the time. So it's a good, good way to keep us out of trouble. But, yeah, I think that the, the alcoholic side of things is, yeah, certainly something we wouldn't rule out. And, yeah, open to other beverages. I think the our Heads of Noose has been, become known for lager. Yeah. So, and, and I've got to say, Craig's being very humble here. Yeah. He has not mentioned all the international beer awards that they've won. Uh-huh. Which ones? Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to your credit and you're being very, very humble. Oh, thanks, Daryl. Well, we, we've picked up a couple. You're talking about the Avers? Yeah. Australian International Beer Awards, isn't yep. it? So biggest annual beer awards. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure you've picked up a few as well, Daryl. No, no. No? No, we don't need to those ones. No. You do. <laughs> She's not <Yeah>. bitter. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's yeah, it's. Um, You're not bitter either. You're lager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we picked up the odd one. Well, that's good. You are humble, aren't you? He Goodness, is, he is being very it's humble. like it's, a, it's it's pulling teeth. It is at the moment. Yeah, congratulations to you. Thank you. That's absolutely brilliant. No, props to Lance. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, fair enough too. Well, props to Heads of Noosa, props to the independent breweries on the Sunshine Coast. Guest appearance from Daryl from Sunshine Brewery in this podcast as well. I've really enjoyed your company from both of you. What are you whispering to each other? You're on a microphone, you can't whisper. I just said, did you burp? No. <laughs> <laughs> did you burp, Daryl? No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> Cheers, Daryl. Congratulations. I must say, I actually buy his Pilsner just for me, and I don't share it with anyone else, um, and I buy it by the keg full. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to In Pursuit of Hoppiness, made possible by Visit Sunshine Coast. If you want to learn more about the great craft breweries in our region, crack the top of the Visit Sunshine Coast website and look for Australia's craft beer capital. And if you want to listen to more episodes, you can get them there too.